0: Thank you, praise team. Will you uh, join me in prayer, dear Heavenly Father? We come to you and thank you for this time to come together this morning, to lift up your name, to sing with joy, and also, Lord, to just spend time in your Word. Lord, I ask that you would be with me now as we go into this time of, of sharing, and we go into this time of uh, sharing your Word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Uh, wanted to. Uh, Welcome any any visitors, uh, hopefully most of you were here last Sunday, or at least online last Sunday, and, and got to hear uh, John Hager preach for us, it was a wonderful message, um, as is often the way the Lord uh, works, John got real close to stealing my sermon topic, um, but it but. I will say this, John, if you're online, I'm going to use at least one of your slides and I'm going to reference some of the things you said because you were, you were right on, on, uh, on topic there. I uh, wanted to talk about uh, knowing Jesus and sanctification and uh, the relation between those two uh, very close topics. And so I wanted to, to do that. Let's see if the computer is going to work here. These are the, the verses John actually referenced last week, so I wanted to read those. Uh, and it's, it's about spiritual growth. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. And 1 John 3.2-3, Beloved now, we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet, what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. So this is what we are are to, to aspire to is daily spiritual growth, weekly spiritual growth, uh, being able to grow in areas that the Lord has for us. And today I wanted to just focus on one aspect of that spiritual growth, and that's knowing Jesus Christ and what that means. Uh, because it is Jesus' desire, and we're going to go through quite a few uh, verses in our time together, uh, but it is Jesus' desire for not only us to know him, but for him to know us as well started off on this focus passage, Matthew 7:21 through 23. Um, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So I was doing a, a word study this, this past week, actually this past month off and on, on, uh, on the words for no, in this particular case, verse 23, never knew you. Um, and and what, was, what was Jesus saying here, that he, he never knew you? I mean, this is, this is the great I am. This is uh, he who was uh, before the world was created. Uh, he, he formed us in his image. He formed uh, this person he's talking to in his own image. So the idea, what does it mean that Jesus would say, I never knew you? And so I wanted to to focus on that topic a little bit today. Um, I had a quote here. Let's see if I can get this to scroll without messing things up. Uh, I like this quote from John Piper. Um, This was in a message he gave back in 2017. Uh, And and he he says, let me talk in an Einsteinian way. Uh, What he means by that is Einstein's known for the the theory of relativity. So he's talking about from this scientific way. He says, uh, Jesus was there before matter, and he was there before time. Um, And then the connection also to Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, uh, as well as pull up this other verse here. Uh, John one one says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus definitely, to a certain degree, knew who He was talking to here in this, in this passage. Um, when I went through the the translations, the English translation for uh, all the places where the, the word know comes from. There's a lot more than just the four that I'm going to go over here today, but I did want to go over these four in particular with a certain focus. And the first one is gnosis. Uh, the example that I pulled up from this is 2 Corinthians 10.5. says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself Against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, so that knowledge of god um, word there is is gnosis and it can be translated as a scientific knowledge one of the the beauties of studying doing a word study in the English language as and I think I remember this from my uh, English teacher back in school at some point, or maybe my wife, hearing my wife teach the kids, um, the English language can, can be very uh, lazy. It, can, it, it uses the same word for a lot of meaning. And that puts the emphasis on us and gives us the, the desire, if you like looking at, at languages, to really focus on, well, what's the real word behind no. So in this case, knowledge uh, is, a, is a knowledge of book learning of uh, things that you may have read from the Bible or maybe a knowledge about Jesus from what you were taught in Sunday school or in Awana. And uh, and this is an important knowledge, level of knowledge because think about the Awana kids who are who are storing those Bible verses in their heart. This is the type of knowledge that will will serve them well later in life that will allow them to recognize false teachers because they can they can know what the word says. And that knowledge will help them uh, throughout their life. The next uh, word is gnosko, which is actually the root word of the the original uh, the word that I just went over, gnosis. And um, this is this is actually the word in the Matthew 7:23 passage that we went over, and another passage in Mark 13:28. It says, "Now learn a parable of the fig tree, when her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves." ye know that summer is near. This is more of a knowledge gained by experience, um, it, yet it might be fragmented and, and not complete. It, it, doesn't nec- sorry, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a full knowledge of something, but that this knowledge is, is a little deeper than, than just a book knowledge, just from, from hearing somebody say something. The next word, epignosis. Uh, I pulled up two two verses. Actually, Philippians one nine says, "And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge, and in all judgment." And and Colossians three ten says, "And have put on the new man, which was which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him." It's interesting when you when you start looking up uh, usage of this particular word in the Bible. It's often where the writer is, is desiring that you gain this type of knowledge. Not just a book knowledge, but a, a deeper knowledge. Um, it's it's more a first-hand, accurate knowledge beyond just your senses. And it, it actually has, in many places in the Bible, has relationship involved with it. Um, and it's, and it's built on not just how you relate to things, but also how you've learned through a sanctification process, which brings us to kind of what I wanted to talk to uh, about this morning. The last word uh, that, I, that I looked up is Edo, or Edo. And uh, the example I got from here is John 8:55. Yet ye have not known him but I know him, and if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but I know him and keep his saying. So this is, of the four words to know, this is the really the deepest knowledge uh, that comes from perception, uh, kind of implies a level of discernment. Uh, and it, it's kind of where the knower and the knowledge come together. Uh, it's where that knowledge that you have affects you, becomes part of you, becomes part of your life. It's not just something you can sit over here and say, okay, yes, I know this is, is true because I got it out of the Bible. That truth affects you and and directs you in your life. And so that's that that level of knowledge. I wanted to use an, an analogy um, and I'm going I'm to tie it into kind of the, the three steps of, of, of spiritual growth that John went over last week. Um, if you look at a child, and, and this analogy, I hope it's a good analogy, but uh, it, it, let's say you talk about the knowledge of an airplane. And I suspect there's, there's people in this room that know a lot more about airplanes than I do, and there's some people in this room that maybe know less about airplanes than I do. But if you think of a child, um, I'll talk uh, about Preston up here in the second row, uh, Saturday after we were cleaning up at the church, yeah, I got his attention now, uh, after cleaning up the church, uh, some of you parents have probably experienced this, you're you're ready to get home and, and you're really looking forward to those those kids taking a nap, right? And, uh, but you got it, especially Preston. You have to keep him awake because if he gets five minutes nap in the car, he's not going to nap when he gets home, right? And so, uh, Maddie, I think, recorded them trying to keep him awake. And one of the, the methods for keeping him awake, he really loves airplanes. And so he's, he's sitting there in his car seat and he's, you can just see his eyes rolling back in his head. And they're like, Preston, can you see an airplane? And he, Looks out the window and and he's really trying. Preston loves airplanes. You like airplanes, Preston? Choo choo trains better. Okay, fair enough. I should have used that as an example. Uh, but he has the understanding of an airplane of 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 a child, right? I mean, he's he's had a toy airplane. He's has he ridden on an airplane? But yeah, very little. He 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 understands basically what an airplane looks like and basic basically the purpose of an of an airplane but that's that child's knowledge of an airplane if you look at a a young man on the other hand that maybe has a little more experience about an airplane he's he's maybe walked up to next next to one and realizes the difference between the little airplane that he flew as a child around the the living room Versus the the size of an airplane that you actually see the the noise that an airplane makes, maybe he's flew on an airplane and he's felt that thrust push him back in the seat, and just that awe of the power of the airplane and that's a different level of knowledge that the young man has experienced, and some of that knowledge comes from his own experiences and his firsthand relationship between That person and a real airplane, there is that relationship. A a father, uh, a father's knowledge of an airplane, I kind of fit into two different categories here, Um, and you know, I I I would contrast it to my knowledge of an airplane. I'm probably more like a, a young man's knowledge of an airplane. But there's, there's probably people, I think of Lyle, um, I think of Guy, guys in that, that we know that are, are very familiar with airplanes. They understand some of the components. Uh, they, rather than me reading about how lift works to make a plane, they, they actually understand what makes that work. Um, and, and then you could even go a step beyond that and you take some pilots, uh, maybe all pilots, uh, that have s- gained such a knowledge of an airplane that from a sound or a feel, they kind of know what the airplane's doing. And they can understand you know, what reactions they can take to affect that. And they probably, I, I don't know, Guy, you can correct me or not, they probably can fly a plane kind of like I drive a car, without even thinking about it at times. Because that airplane and that knowledge of that airplane has become part of them. And they are going through this flight, uh, them and the, they and the airplane kind of as one. Well, that's, that's that knowledge that, that we should be aspiring to. And that's the type of knowledge that the sanctification process about Jesus that the Lord and the Holy Spirit are uh, desiring us to get to. Um, so I, I, I put this this uh, verse up John ten fourteen. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. And you know, a child can know Jesus. The uh, the thief on the cross knew Jesus, even if just for a little while. But a young man can know uh, have that knowledge be deeper, and have a, a desire to know Jesus, and then uh, you know the the father figure. Those who have been sanctified for longer in their life uh, will will in God's plan have that that real deep understanding of Jesus. Uh, doesn't mean uh, a father figure in Christ doesn't make mistakes and wonder at times. Wander at times, uh, but they they definitely have a deeper knowledge than a child. Um, so, little play on words here. Uh, if you take sanctification and you and you you talk about knowing Jesus, what's the relationship between the two? And the, the play on words is that's exactly right. It's about the relationship. God and the Holy Spirit as our helper is there to help us grow in that relationship. And, and we can only grow in that relationship by knowing Jesus and having a desire to know Jesus. Uh, I'll use a marriage analogy. Uh, w- our church has been uh, very busy in the last few weeks. Uh, Pastor Jim... Uh, we have a, one of the couples here already. I, let me let me tell Pastor Jim first of all, thank you for all that you did. For some of you who don't realize Jim did three weddings in a week in a day. and now think about this you, it's, there's a lot of preparation for this, but he did let's see if I can get this right. Rehearsal one, wedding one, rehearsal three, rehearsal two, wedding two, wedding three. Try and keep all of that straight. Um, so, thank you, brother. That was that was a wonderful time. Just glad I got the names right. Got the names <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. Um, uh, with all of that going on with marriage, um, and I was preparing this lesson. It it, it was a, a good opportunity um, to understand a little more about what it means to know. Um, I think about a couple and and their their walk to get to know each other it, it kind of starts with an, an introduction time where you're you're really kind of getting to know each other at a certain level uh, and then you know you you get married and you start growing in that knowledge and in that oneness uh, it's it's often been said that uh, you know a marriage uh, for many is is the the strongest sanctifying work that the Lord does in, in us. Um, and I think part of that is because it's such, a, it's such a close analogy to building that relationship between husband and wife is what we aspire to be by building the relationship between us and Jesus and our Lord. Um, and I think that's why there are these analogies uh, used in the Bible for our benefit. Um, but also it it helps a young couple uh, to always remember that you know when you're when you're a new husband and you're thinking, what should a husband be? Who should a husband be? There's a great example for how Christ, um, sacrificed for the church, and so that analogy is is a real benefit for us. But it is about knowing, and uh, you are in your walk to be sanctified, to grow in your spiritual in, in your spiritual work, walk, and in the area of knowing Christ, which is which is what. Jesus' desires, if you go back to to the Matthew uh, 27 verse, it it was all about Jesus saying, I don't know you. It, It means he didn't have a relationship with you. It's not that Jesus didn't know the name, didn't know every atom, every hair on that person's head. Jesus was saying, I don't know you. It's that relationship. And in a triune God... I mean, he desires a relationship with you. He desires a relationship with all of us. And he desires that we have a desire to have that same level of relationship with him. And that's that's what the sanctification process for knowing Jesus should look like, is a striving to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who as Almighty God before time and before matter loved us enough to not only create us see us fall as 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 uh, mankind but also to set aside a little bit of his glory and come down as a human being and and live here so that he can be that pure sacrifice for our sins um, and and we don't deserve it, we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now uh, but Jesus loves us and he loves us with a type of love that wants a relationship with you and so um, I just encourage you to, to think about that, to uh, think about your, your closer walk the sanctification process for me these, these past few weeks was the opportunity to Not just to stand up here in front of you, that's a great blessing uh, to be standing up here, but the blessing of spending time focusing on this topic and, and understanding just a little bit better who Christ wants me to be in relationship to him. And so I want to thank you for that.